I remember when I first met Russell, it was, I don't know. Wow. It might've been like 10 years ago now. Um, I mean, time just keeps ticking, but, um, anyway, I remember meeting him, a buddy of mine's like, you got to meet this guy. He's like brilliant. He's awesome. And, um, we met each other briefly and then we started working on a project together, uh, which, uh, maybe we'll talk about later. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But I think it's kind of serendipitous that, uh, you know, everything I think happens for a reason. But I think behind every great success, there's always a history, right? Like success has receipts. And I think that was a receipt or piece of history that was a great learning lesson for Russell, including myself. And, um, you know, Russell is someone that I truly enjoyed working with. And I love the way his brain works and the way that uh, he just cares about people. And so it's a privilege and a pleasure to be able to have you on, Russell, and just chat with you about business and click funnels, which um, I think you started kind of, uh, you know, our project that I hate to use the word failure because my brain, it's hard to say failure, but uh, the project that we learned from was a spring. Testing yeah. all our new companies. <laughs> there you go. It's a springboard yes. for you into creating ClickFunnels. And uh, ClickFunnels has grown to incredible heights. And I'd love just to see your, your rise to uh, success. And I know that it hasn't been an, an easy journey and it hasn't been a quick journey. And I don't think a lot of people uh, might know that. But um, kind of share with everybody like how you started ClickFunnels, where ClickFunnels came from, and, and, um, you know, how it's one of the fastest growing non-ventured back software companies in the world. Yeah. Um, it was funny before we met, you know, my, my passion was, I was, I was, um, I love selling stuff online and I obsessed with like sales processes. Like, Hey, what, what's the process someone goes through? What's the first thing they see? And the second thing, and, and then where would they go from there? And like, if I can, so I just listen to audio, can't see, but if you're on the video, you see behind me, there's a whole funnel mapped out here. Like this is what my brain is just obsessed with sales processes and where someone goes and how they feel each step in the, in the process. And so for the, the, probably the, man, five or six years be, before we met, that's what I was doing for my own products, for other people's products. We we're just building funnels and having a good time. And we met for our super project that didn't go off the ground, but you brought me in to like work on the sales process. We worked on the scripting of the video and the, the process, like where someone go through and, and when we, as you know, when we launched that, you remember how many, like how many million people we got in the first, it was like one, 1.9 million in the first 45 days. <laughs> so that's like, that's what we were geeking out. Like the process, how people go. And like, it was uh, such a fun experiment. And then unfortunately, like I said, it didn't, it didn't work uh, to, to everybody's, you know, we all thought it was. Or it be- worked too well. The concept worked too yeah. well. It blew up we didn't so fast. Have- we're like, we're not ready for this yet. <laughs> but that's kind of what happened. And then, um, you know, after, after that ended, then I think all of us were kind of like trying to figure out what to do next. And so um, I went back and started just creating funnels again. And we did it for, I don't know, about a dozen different products. Like we started a supplement company. We started a, a weight loss, um, me, weight loss info product company, a diet info product company. We started uh, selling diuret- diabetic neuropathy pills, like a whole bunch of just, just businesses we started and we were building funnels for all of them and just having a really good time with it. And uh, my business partner, uh, Todd Dickerson, who he'd come in about the time that that rippling was the thing. He worked a little bit with us, not a ton on it, but a little bit. Um, he, uh, he was building all these funnels over and over and over again with me. And, and he finally said one day, he's like, you know, I could, I could build software that would make this easy. And I was like, like literally everyone's had that idea. Like I had the idea. I tried twice in the past to build funnel building software. Like everybody I knew was trying to build funnel building. Like everyone knew that was the next thing, but nobody could execute on it. Like as many times as we'd all tried and, uh, and Todd was like, I want to try to do this. And I was like, dude, like, I have wasted so much time and energy and money trying to do that, to do it. I was like, I know it's what everyone wants. So we all need, 
but it, it's, it's just, it's not realistic. And, uh, luckily for me, he's, he's very, uh, stubborn. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. And so, um, we, he flew to Boise one day we, uh, for a, for a week. He lives in Atlanta, flew to Boise. We sat in front of a whiteboard for a week and just mapped out like the vision. Like, well, what if it did this? What if it did that? And I was just like, giving him my wish list of all the things. And Todd, not only is he the smartest person I've ever met, he's also a brilliant marketer. And he's like, what if it did this? And like, we're just, oh, it was so much fun. I wish we had, God, I wish I could go back in time and like videotape that whole week. Cause it was just, it was like playland of us dreaming what was possible. And then when the week got done, I drove him to the airport and he was about to jump in a plane and fly home. And the last thing he told me before he jumped in the plane, cause the time we were, we, he, he worked for me. He was like, Hey, if I do this, so I don't want to be your employee. I want to be your business partner. And I remember I was like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, like, uh, I, I not had super good luck with partnerships in the past on things. And finally, uh, luckily I said, I said, sure, let's do it. And it's the best decision outside of marrying my wife. Second best decision I ever made in my life was that. And he flew home and built the first version of ClickFunnels. And uh, that was about five and a half, six years ago. And then we launched it and it took a little while to like get it, get for me to figure out how to sell. Like, like what was the funnel that got people to buy? Like, what was the messaging? What was the thing? It took a little while, it took four or five variations. And finally, like one time I, I, um, I was in an event and I spoke on stage about it. And uh, at the end of it, I uh, had an offer people to join ClickFunnels and people sprinted to the back of the room. It was like, I got the messaging. And you know how it is, when you get the messaging and the product right, then all of a sudden it's just like, it's like a perfect storm. And I remember that night I went to dinner with Todd and a couple of our little partners. It was four or five of us at the time, went to dinner, dinner that night. I was like, hey, just you guys know, like it's, it's, it's game over. Like this is like, I, we got the product, we got the message, like, and so, um, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, we're going to be rich. Like at a level we never even dreamt possible before. And uh, they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. So we got home and we shut down all of our other companies, shut down our supplement company, shut down like everything. We just turned it off, deleted it, and went 100% in our ClickFunnels. And the last five years have been have been a party. It's been, you know, it's been crazy. Huge ups, huge downs. Um, but, you know, we were at over 100,000 active members paying monthly to use the platform. Um, I think it's four and a half, almost $5 billion has been processed through the platform. So our members are making a ton of money. It's just, it's been really, really fun. Right. Isn't it amazing, like how, everything that you went through, like kind of uh, you had an opportunity to take a lot of that wisdom and a lot of the learning lessons that you had in the past and apply it into, you know, this company. Um, you know, I, I think one of the philosophies that I, I'm a big believer in, and I think sometimes it's tough. You said partnerships are very tough uh, and they are right uh, for sure. And at some point though, uh, you're only going to be as good as the partnerships that you can keep, right? Uh, the, whole saying that I always say is people have faith in those that have faith in other people. Um, and so I, I think it's kind of cool to hear your and Todd's story. And uh, it's funny because I was going to ask you that before you actually just shared it is that because um, I think there's a, a divine lesson in that where, you know, he actually stepped up and said and had the power of the ask, well, hey, listen, I, I want to be a part of this and something bigger, but you all came together and and we're able to feed off of each other's energies and and uh, and complement each other as well because I mean you all both had two different skill sets. Yeah, it's been it's crazy because like oh, like I couldn't have asked for a better partner. It's just, it's funny because everyone's like Russ, when you built ClickFunnels, I'm like I want you guys to understand I have no actual skills. I can't build anything. Like it was all Todd. Like he's the genius who built it. I'm just like the dancing monkey on stage gets to talk about it all day long. Uh, but man, without without him and yeah. And you know how it is. I mean, you get the right partnerships together. It, it exponentially uh, speeds up how fast you can, you can grow on any project you're trying to do. So, um, yeah, I, such, such a, such a blessing to meet him. 
So like during that, you said that, you know, it's been like Disneyland, which I know for a fact, like the process is fun. Like you, you love the process of it and you love the challenges. Uh, but I think a lot of times people like look at it and they don't understand, like it's a daily, uh, there's always obstacles that you have to overcome or there's always, uh, I'll tell you this, like a, a, a mentor of mine told me a long time ago, he said, the amount of money you make is going to be in direct proportion to the quality of problems that you can solve on a day in and day out basis. So kind of give everyone an illustration, like what was one of the very first problems that you all had to actually solve? Like a big problem that could have like literally shifted the pendulum the other way. You know, it's funny too, is like, I think about like the problems we have nowadays that we just kind of like deal with and we move on. Like five years ago, any of these problems would have just destroyed me. Like there's something nice about the fact that like you, you have a problem that crushes you and you build the resistance and you get better and you get better and you get better over time. And, and uh, anyway, it's interesting. But I think the biggest problem that, that um, man, the one that was like most painful for me that I still have like PST um, from is uh, we were, when Todd first built ClickFunnels, he was like, he's like, the way I built ClickFunnels platform, it will be stable to about about 10,000 members and we need to make some changes. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but let's go. So I'm, gonna, I'm out there selling like crazy, doing my thing. And uh, in like eight or nine months, we got to 10,000 members. And um, which I think we thought it was gonna take us a couple of years to get there, but we got there pretty quick. And sure enough, when we got about that, that big, weird things started happening. Like we'd go down for like five minutes and be back up and things like, just it was always like glitchy and things were happening and people were complaining and, um, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, Todd, what, what, like what's happening? Like, it can't go down. He's like, I told you 10,000 members, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, what do we do next? And we're like, I don't know. And we were trying to make some changes. We we're trying to move this database server, all these things. And the company that had, that we were using was kind of had us uh, handcuffed. We're like, they wouldn't give us our data. And it was just this horrible thing. And um, anyway, I, I was supposed to speak in London at this event to sell ClickFunnels and the people paid for my family, to, my the whole family to come out. There so was my wife, my kids. We're in a plane, flew to, flew to London, you know, we're, and played all day. My kids watching movies the entire flight because that's what kids do when they get a chance to watch movies on a plane, you know. And we get there and they're so tired and I'm tired. We're all tired. And we're getting out. And the first year, you know, you, you land on foreign soil and your phone doesn't work until you get the SIM card and stuff. Anyway, as soon as I get it all connected, we're all of a sudden like, you know, things are working. Also, my phone starts blowing up with not like, not like dozens of texts and, and calls, like hundreds and hundreds, maybe even to the thousands of messages from people. And there are people who like, when I got on the plane, like they loved me, like Russell's the greatest. And I was, I was landing on the plane and they wanted like literally to kill me. Like people would have death threats. People like, um, like I'm ready ads and click phones are down. You owe me, you know, tw- 10 grand. I'm going to sue you for this. Like, I like just like hundreds and hundreds. And, and I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. I'm like, look, like what, like, what blew up when I was in the air and I'm texting, you know, everything I go to, I go to click funnels and it's down. I go to like all my pages, they're all down. And I, I finally get a hold of Todd and, um, and I'm like, what's, what's happening? He's like, we're down. I'm like, how long are we down? He's like three or four hours. I'm like, what? And then he says this thing. He's like, he's like, if we're able to get it back. And all I heard was the word if, and I was like, like, that's like, that was just the noise. I was just like, if we're able to get it back out, like, what, like, what does that even mean? And, and he's telling me how like the, the database server had, had like locked us out, but he had a backup and they're trying to, and the whole team was rebuilding the whole database structure. Some, you know, some, you know, over an Amazon, like this whole thing. And, and, uh, and they were fighting going back anyway. It's crazy. So they ended up like, I didn't even know all the technical stuff. They rebuilt everything, plugged it, you know, took it, took it back up. They had plugged it all back in and took us eight, we're down for eight hours. And I remember in the middle of that, like I, I get to London, we get to the hotel and I'm just like freaking out, like shaking, I don't know what to do. And the, like, I just want to go to bed and just like, I'll just go to bed, wake in the morning, this whole thing will be gone. But I'm like, ah, oh, there's people that are freaking out. I'm freaking out. Like I need to do something. And I didn't know what to do. So I remember um, this is really the first time I think 
in my role as CEO, I had to do like a leadership thing or whatever. And I was like, how do I lead my team, my company, like my, like everybody in the community. And so I decided in that moment to go live on Facebook. We had a Facebook group with, I don't know, 20,000 people or something. I just Facebook live and I didn't, I was like, do I try to like sugarcoat it? Like, Oh, this is a server update. You know, like most companies don't like, no, I'm like, I'm just going to show them how pissed I really am. And I went in there and I was just like, look, we're down. This is not okay. I'm not okay with it. It's not acceptable. It's not, you know, and I, I just kind of told them how like the problem and, and that we're responsible and, and that it's not okay. And like, I did not let me or our team off the hook. I was like, it's our fault. It's our problem. We're going to fix this. And I did this whole thing. And like, I tried to explain the best of my ability, what was happening. And so they understood and like, and, and I'm going to give them updates as quick as I could. And so we, I went live on that. In fact, I think if you, if you go to my Facebook page, it's still there. Like if you scroll down and find that, I'm sure that I think the video is still there, but um, anyway, and what's crazy is when that whole thing happened, uh, the next day, things back up and we're just waiting like, okay, we're going to lose half our members overnight. And what's crazy is like, I get a report every day that shows how many new signups and cancellations. And like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a hiccup. It was the same amount, even though we had this huge down. It was like, I realized when I went in there, like when I, when I wasn't talking, people were freaking out and angry. When I came in and said, this is what's, this was happening. This is the problem. Then everyone like um, riled around me. And as a community, like everyone stuck through, like we're all together. It was a really, it was a really powerful thing. And that was, um, man, that was like uh, about a year into it. And that was the worst outage we ever had. And the worst thing, the, the, the scariest part. And obviously a lot of things have happened since then, but that was the one that still like just was, uh, was tough to deal with. <laughs> yeah. But, in the, but those situations also make you realize that you can get through it. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like there's going to be, uh, but that's part of like being an entrepreneur, I think, and, and being kind of in the role that, that you all are in is that, uh, I listened to something four years ago uh, when we started our company uh, and it was actually from TD Jakes and he has this, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, I'll send it to you if you want me to, but it's a great speech, but it's on the weight of success. So like in the very beginning, he literally tells people, be careful what you hope for because success has weight, right? That's something like I learned in Ripplin. Like I'd never felt that type of weight before, like had zero bad intentions, but we didn't have a big enough boat. We weren't ready for that level of success and it actually just crushed us. But when you get through those things, it, it makes you realize like um, that you can do it. Like you are enough, you are strong enough uh, and you just got to kind of keep going because the reality of it is, is that uh, that's, it's nobody's fault. I mean, the outages is, uh, is kind of a, a indirect um, relationship to the success you guys were having, yeah. you know? So I guess since then you all have, uh, continue to scale servers. <laughs> we brought in some really smart people to, uh, and we're actually really lucky that we had, we had just hired this, this one guy uh, a couple months earlier. And if we wouldn't have had him on the team, we probably wouldn't have got back up. And luckily he, he had been on vacation the whole week prior. He came home the day of this whole crash and he saved us. And anyway, he, yeah. So yes, we have a big team now. And it, it went from like, it was, it was Todd Dylan, we had three dudes who were in charge of everything. So now we've got, you know, 70, 80 people that are making sure it's not going to go down. And you know, it's, it's a big operation now. Now that we're like an actual company and like, you know, we had to learn a lot of stuff along the way. Cause it's crazy. Think about it. Like right now, uh, click on click phones, good like on Alexa or something. We're like the top 500th most traffic website in the world. But that doesn't count any of people, people like use like an actual domain. So like, for example, if you use like brianunderwood.clickfunnels.com, like that gets tracked with Alexa. If you use uh, you know, um, prove it, prove it is awesome.com. Even using click phones, the platform, it doesn't track it. So we're, we're probably like realistically probably in the top, top hundred most visited websites in the world. And so there's not many people you can hire to know how to handle that much traffic, like to handle that kind of bandwidth and those kind of issues. Like 
It's not like you can just hire some dude off, you know, off Craigslist or old land, you know, script lance or whatever. But you know, the, uh, in fact, the guys we hire are people that that have done this for Amazon and eBay and big companies like that. You bring them in, you pay them five grand an hour, they come in for like three hours and just do a bunch of stuff and then disappear. And you're like, whoa, that was amazing. You know, it's just it's a whole different let a set of issues and problems you learn along the way. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, growth uh, has a way of shaping us, uh, either good or bad. And I, I think it's obviously shaped you for the better. And uh, it's awesome just to see the growth and you all continue to grow. Um, I know one of the things that you've been passionate about doing uh, through the, that process is continuing like to give value to people and kind of taking the things that you've learned. And, and you're the one of the things that, that I love whenever we talk, it's like, okay, how can you break it down in the most simple nature possible so where someone can understand it? Um, so I know that you've written, I think, uh, four or five books now. I know that you just came out with your most, uh, your latest book, Traffic Secrets. Uh, but I think uh, I actually had a, a so I was going to text you is like one of the things I think you should do is just something that's marketing secrets. It has nothing to do with like being online or offline because I was trying to tell some people the other day, I was like, look, if you read his book, you don't even ever have to apply some of the concepts to the internet. You can just apply them to marketing or you can apply them to, you know, language and, and the awareness of being able to influence others, but kind of share with everybody what's been your influence or, uh, about writing a book, um, you know, and, and, and why have you focused or put a lot of energy into like kind of giving back from that perspective? Yeah. So first off, I would say, like, I never considered myself a writer. Like I didn't think that was a thing I was going to do or be. But um, when ClickFunnels came out, like the biggest problem we had is that people didn't understand what the funnel was. Or if they did, they didn't understand the psychology or like any of it. They were just confusing to them. And so um, I tried to start writing a book about the same time that we were working on ClickFunnels. It was teaching like funnel concepts and strategies and how they work and how they work together and what types of funnels use to generate leads, what type of funnels to sell products. And like just excuse me, all the stuff I learned in the first 10 years of my business. And so... Um, when ClickFunnels launched after that, I was like, I need to, I need to finish this book so it'll help people understand. So that was the very first book was called Dotcom Secrets and help people understand psychology of funnels and how they work and the structure and all that kind of stuff. And so I launched that book. It was so much pain to write. I was like, I'll never write a book again. And then people who bought ClickFunnels then had the book and it was like, oh, now I understand how to use funnels. And I started building funnels and having success with it. And then about a year after that, um, I was looking at like, why, why are some people successful and some aren't, you know, and I was looking at that. And there's obviously a big difference between having a funnel and having a funnel that makes money. And so I looked at, I started looking deep, like what makes the big difference? And it was funny because I thought like, oh, maybe it's the product, the type of product that's being sold is the big difference. Maybe it's the type of funnel. Maybe it's the design. Like I thought it might've been all these different things. And what I found was interesting is that the biggest difference between someone that has a funnel and a funnel that works is a funnel that works. The person knows how to communicate their message and tell their story in a way to get somebody to move through the process. And so I realized like that was the gap that my, that my community didn't understand is how do I tell my story in, in a way that I actually gets somebody to move. And so that's when the second book came out, which is called Expert Secrets, which is teaching you how to like take your knowledge, your expertise, and use it as a tool to get somebody to move through your, through your funnel. And so that was the second book. And again, after that, I was like, I'll never write a book again. That was so hard and so painful. And then, um, and then recently in our community, I've been looking in like the people, there's some people who have, it's funny, there's funnels that, that make, 10 grand a month, there's funnels make a million a month, there's funnels make 10 million, you know, like there's different levels. And you look at them and like the funnels look almost the same. The only difference is the people, you know, the difference between a million dollar a year funnel and a $10 million a year funnel is just how many, how much traffic, how many leads are coming in the front end. And I think that's what a lot of people just don't, don't understand. Or they, they're relying on just Facebook ads to get leads or something like that. It's like, no, there's so many ways to get traffic. And so that's why I started this last project about 18 months ago is 
I want to write a book that teaches people how to, how to fill your, your funnels, your pipelines, whatever you want to call them with leads and customers you can then sell to and talk to and, and sell whatever your products, your services are. And it's not in a way, most people that write about traffic talk about like, here's how to run a Google ad or a Facebook ad. And, and this is not like that at all. This is something that's more strategic. Like how do you look at traffic different and people different? And because we understand human psychology, it's really traffic becomes easy. I talk about in this book, like in chapter one, it's like you have to really, really understand who your dream customers. I know that you're so good. It's like getting deep and understand like what are their passions? What are they, what are they, what are they excited about? What are they scared of? Like what are those things? You understand them at a really deep level. And now if you understand that, so number one is who is my dream customer? Then number two is where are those people congregating? If you're like, where are they, where are they hanging out? And the internet's so cool because everybody congregates together, right? So like, for example, if I was, if, if I was you and I was like, I own prove it and I'm trying to find more customers, I'd be like, okay, my customers, they're health conscious. They're excited about ketones. They're excited about ketosis. They're right. Maybe they're in different weight loss markets. Maybe they don't know about ketosis yet. Maybe they're doing the Atkins diet or the paleo diet or whatever. So I'd be like, okay, these are all my dream customers. So then where are these people hanging out? Well, maybe I can find, maybe there's like, how many paleo blogs are there? How many, uh, how many carnivore diet blogs are there? How many Atkins that, you know, blogs or podcasts or, or Facebook group. Like there's all these pockets of your dream customers everywhere. And so when you figure out like, where are these people at? Then the third step in traffic secrets, is then you got to throw your hooks out there. Like how do you throw your hook to grab their attention just and, and pull their attention? So then you can tell them your story about your product and your service. And that's really what traffic secrets is all about. Figuring out who, who your dream customer is, where they're at and how to get your message out in front of them. Uh, so you just, you all just literally, you just released that book um, right when the Corona hit. Yeah, it was, um, it was the day that President Trump told everyone to go home was the day the book was supposed to launch. And at first everyone was like, like, you should wait, let's move the launch later. And I was like, I don't, I don't think we should. Like, this is, it's funny. Like um, uh, I, I had one of my friends, he actually opened a waffle place uh, right here and launched it on the same day that Trump told everyone to go home. And I was thinking about him, like, like he's a brick and mortar business, right? And you think about how do brick and mortar businesses get customers? Like they literally have traffic that drives past and like, Ooh, waffles. And they stop and they get out and they go in the order. Right. And you look at like stay at home orders happen. Also as traffic goes away and the companies crumble and they collapse. And so like, if you look at it that way, like traffic is the lifeblood of any, of any company. I was like, look right now, all these companies are shutting down. They're getting, they, they, they're losing traffic. So they're, they're losing their, their lifeblood, which is why they're going out of business. I was like, this is the message that I think is so essential right now to help people understand like how to get customers. Cause that's, that becomes your life preserver in this crazy economy is how many customers you have, right? The reason why prove it's doing great. The reason why ClickFunnels is doing great is because we have customer base of people who are there. And I think when you understand that and you understand like, like customers and traffic, that's the lifeblood of your company. Then that's when I think you understand why this topic is so, so important right now, especially in the middle of. <laughs> For sure. Well, what did, what did he end up doing? Um, I, did he have to close down I, the waffles, you know, because Russell and I, one of the very first times we spent together was over French toast. I just want everybody to know that. And it was not normal French toast. It's like four inch thick. Oh, so good. No, he's still, he's hustling. And I, I, uh, we keep going to supporting him. I was like, dude, you need to like, I try to explain to him, like every time a customer comes in, get their name and their phone number and their email address. We had a, a case study with the guy who owned a pizza place. And, um, one of my friends went in there and trying to help him understand marketing. And he's like, well, how's it work for pizza place? So what he did is he looked at like all the ways this guy drove ads for his pizza company, like yellow pages, uh, newspaper ads, radio, like, you know, all the stuff he did. And it was all hooked to one phone number. They would call in to order pizza. He's like, I want to do an experiment with you. He's like, for the next 30 days, I want you to get the name and the email address and the, and the cell phone number of every single person who comes and give them free toppings, give them free pizza, like whatever it takes, get all their contact information. So for 30 days, this guy collected all their contact information, people who were coming in. 
So my buddy came back 30 days later and the guy had like 300 people's name on the email list. He said, okay, every day at 4 p.m., I want you to send out this exact email to the list and say, hey, it's 4 p.m., you're getting off work right now, you're probably hungry. If you don't want to make dinner tonight, let me know. I'll make it for you. Just let me know. Here's our tonight's specials and I'll have it done for you. So when you drive by, you can pick it up on your way home. And so that guy literally sent that same email, cut and paste every day for 30 days. My buddy came back in 30 days later and, and, and uh, they had, it was hooked to a different phone number to call in. He said, okay, based on all the advertising you're doing and then the sending emails to your existing customers, how many, like, how many calls do you get each one? And it was like he was getting, for every one call he'd get from all his advertising sources, he'd get four calls from his email list. And like, that's the power of, of, of this, you know, what we're talking about. So I told my buddy with the, with the waffle place, I'm like, everyone comes in, get their names and email, and like text them. Like, I would eat waffles five times more often than I do if number one, they didn't make me gain weight. And number two, if you were to remind me, if I got a text like, Saturday morning, like, hey, do you want to eat waffles? I'm like, yes, every every Saturday morning. You know, if it's like, you know, nighttime and and you you know you we're beat up and we're tired, like, hey, do you want waffles for your kids? Like, yes, like, it's just it's getting get your message. You know, this from from Isaac. Okay. Right? Like, the text messages you would get people back in the door, and people forget about like these basic traffic principles that are so simple um, and so powerful. Yeah, I mean, we could even tell the waffle guy, like, look, he should give away a pack of ketones. <laughs> with every waffle because if they drink ketones first it keeps their glucose levels down so it it helps with the insulin spike so they don't they don't they don't absorb as much fat like they don't hold on to as much fat so we should combine ketones with waffles i think that's a great idea there you go or do actually ketone waffles dude sprinkling ketones in the waffles would be amazing see and it would help with glycogen response so i mean look weight loss waffles we have a new how many people would eat a, a weight loss waffle? I would. I, I do. I love waffles, man. Um, awesome. So uh, I know that we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that um, are achievers that that are listening. Uh, what's one piece of advice you would give any entrepreneur right now uh, that's just getting started? Man, I think uh, probably the best advice I, I could give somebody from, you know, from like a Russell Brunson intermarketing standpoint is like, um, you look at the people who are successful in, in any business in network marketing, their own companies, things like that. It's like the people who have, who developed their voice, right? They know how to speak. And I think, um, so many times we get started into a business and we don't know how to do that yet. It's scary. It's hard. We're scared to talk to people. We're scared to like put our message out there. <laughs> and so I always tell people, it's like, I think the most powerful thing anybody can do is to start publishing something like having a blog where you're publishing a blog post every day. In fact, I tell all my, my members, like you got to pick a platform. It could be blogging, it could be podcasting. <laughs> it could be video, it could be, I don't care what, pick a, pick a platform and be consistent with it um, every day for a year. If you publish every day for a year, I always tell people you do that every day for a year, a couple things will happen. Uh, number one is you're going to find your voice. Okay. This is the hardest thing because so many of us, like we don't, like if you watch videos from me like, like a year or excuse me, 10 years ago, I was so awkward and shy and nervous and scared to talk, but I started talking, start talking and you get better and you get better. Um, I launched my first podcast back in the day. It was called the marketing in your car podcast. I actually did rebrand it a couple of years ago to the marketing secrets podcast to your point earlier, but it was called marketing your car because like I would drive to work every day and I would just like, in fact, it was during the Ripplin' times. It was just kind of crazy. I have some episode talking about Ripplin', but I would like, um, while I was driving, just record my, my thoughts, what I was doing, like, and it was this thing. And it was funny because I did it every day because it would be consistent. I knew I was going to drive in the car every day. So I'm just going to record this podcast in the car. And so I did that and I didn't know how to check the stats or anything. So for the first, like, man, I don't even know the first couple hundred episodes. I didn't know if anyone's even listening. And, and luckily I didn't know that because at first nobody was. And then 
Uh, I remember Steven Larson, you know, Steven, he came into my world and he started learning this stuff. He's like, Russell, I went back and I binge listened to every episode of your podcast you've ever had. And he's like, you know what? The first like 40 or 50 were really bad. Like you were so awkward. You couldn't tell stories. You like stumbled over yourself. And he's like, it was bad. But he's like, about 45 or 50, you like started getting, started like finding your voice and started getting good. And now it's like amazing. <clears throat> and I think back, I was like, man, how grateful I was. I didn't, I didn't look at the stats for the, you know, for a long time. Cause if I would have known how bad I was and that nobody was listening, I never would have done it. So number one is you have to start publishing daily so that, so that like you can find your voice. Like that's so important. Like I just watched you over the last four or five years since you, like you were good before, but like, since you've gotten this mantle of, of own improvement, doing the stuff and the events, like, like you've gotten so much better, you know, same thing with me. Like I went from being, being really bad to being okay to getting better because we're consistently doing it. That's number one. Number two, there's an article I share in the traffic secrets book from my friend, Nathan Berry. The article is called, uh, uh, um, endure long enough to get noticed. And it's talking about how, like how important it is to keep publishing because he said, he talked about like, if you think about most TV shows, like you usually don't find out about a TV show until it's been on, until it's like on season three or season four before you find out about it. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. And you go back and you binge watch all the old ones, right? And so because there's so much content being created all the time that, that us as consumers wait for the best stuff to rise to the top. And so um, if you're not publishing long enough to get noticed, then, then it just kind of falls away. And so again, this whole publishing every day for a year, number one, you find your voice. Number two, you, you, you endure long enough for your audience to actually find you. Right. And then number three, if you do that, I've told people this for years. I'm like, if you do that every day for a year, pick a platform and publish every day for a year within a year from now, you'll be financially free because number one, you'll found your voice you know how to talk about your products, your service, whatever you have. Number two, your people have a chance to find you. And number three, like you'll be financially free. Just works every time. Anyway. That's awesome. All right. So find your voice. Um, and then right now, I think this is an awesome time to uh, kind of talk about, uh, you know, we use the word biohack or hack a lot in today's world, right? I remember four or five years ago when we were first starting and I was trying to think, okay, well, what's a cool word that is like innovative, right? Because uh, for me, innovation is like bringing value to people, um, which can actually be just even a different language. They might even know it, but if they hear it a different way, they might absorb it differently. So uh, for me, innovation, I used to think it had to be like technology, but the reality is innovation could just be um something as simple as a word or language or uh, shifting a perspective for someone could be bringing them value, which bringing them value is innovating. Um, so what is a biohack that right now that you're using biohack meaning body or some a hack that you're using every day to continue to move forward or even to put yourself at an optimal performance level? Good question. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of things I do in my, like my daily routine that, um, it's fun because like uh, one of my friends, Anthony DiClemente, who wrote Biohacking Secrets, and he's got a podcast. Like he's, so he always sends me random weird stuff in the mail all the time. Like one day, uh, he, I, I got this knock on the, on, the, on the door, and there was this like six-foot-tall, big old red light thing called a juve light, which I'd never seen before. And so we took that juve light. We have like an a infrared sauna. We hooked the juve light into the, the sauna. It's one of my favorite things. We sit in the sauna, and we turn the juve light on. And uh, you're getting all the benefits of all the red light plus the sauna stuff. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, drinking ketones, I still do that a lot. <laughs> so those, did I lose you? Yeah, they started doing yard work in there, so I had to come in. So what's your favorite ketone? What's your favorite flavor? Uh, vanilla, vanilla Sky is by far my favorite flavor. Are you serious? That one, and I also like the one that used to be champagne. Um, and Pop and pear. Up and pair, 
Vanilla Sky, and then for the can one, the orange vanilla cola. So good. Come on now. And I heard the yeah. strawberry one's good, but I haven't had one yet. So, hey, check your text message real quick. <laughs> for me, I'm looking. Definitely. It was delivered Saturday. You see it? I sent you proof. Well, where is it then? Someone's still off my doorstep. You got to watch rob, all these. Rob me from my. Be careful, ketones. People will break in your house and rob you. They will still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, hey, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you tuning in. For those of you that want to check out more of Russell, uh, tune in to his Instagram. I, I get. I mean, I always see your Instagram because I'm on Instagram the most. But what platform do you use the most? Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's my favorite personally. We have our team's publishing stuff on YouTube and Facebook and a lot of other places. Instagram's definitely my favorite place. All right, so if people want to follow you, how do they how do they check you out? Uh, Instagram is at Russell Brunson. And if you guys want to get a free copy of the Travis Secrets book, right now we're doing pre-launch, which means um, I prepaid for the books. You just cover shipping and handling. And if you go to trafficsecrets.com, you can get a free copy of the new hardbound book as well. Oh, very cool. Um, I was going to tell everybody. Oh, there's my dogs. Hey, come here. Boost. Um, I was going to tell everybody I was going to buy them a copy if they uh, left a review of this podcast. I was going to buy them a copy of Traffic Secrets. But, I mean, if you're already buying it for them. You can cover the shipping for them. It works even better. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, ah, all right. So, uh, with that being said, I don't know. I had a bunch of other questions on here, but uh, no, I think that's it. Um, you got to check out, as an entrepreneur, where do your best ideas come from? What are you the most, what's, what's the, what's, what accomplishments are you most proud of? Um, the thing I'm probably most proud of inside the company is, um, it's weird. Like when you first start a business, I think a lot of times your, your goal is to get your hand raised. Like, yes, I won. I made money. I did whatever the thing is. And that is like usually pretty short lived. And then, um, the second phase of it that a lot of people never get to, but like when you do get there, it's where like, I think true fulfillment comes from is seeing your, your, um, the people you teach or the people you help be successful, where you get to raise their hand. And so for me, it's been the most fulfilling. You know, we do, um, as you know, we have our two comma club award, two comma club X award and two comma club C award. And so every year at our live event, people come on stage and I get to give away, you know, a couple hundred big old trophy, you know, uh, science people made over a million dollars in the funnel over 10 million. And this year we had um, like a dozen people that made uh, up to a hundred million in a funnel. And man, for me, that's the most rewarding is like seeing them succeed. And you look at them, you look at like, cause I know most of their businesses now, like understand like that person right here, like, like for example, Caitlin Poland, they won like all the awards up there, Brandon and Caitlin Poland. they have a, a company called Lady Boss Weight Loss. And they've helped, I think on their email list, like 1.5 million women now, they've helped over 150,000 women lose weight. And it's like looking at that and they're like, we gave them some strategy for the books, some tools for the software. And now they've been able to affect you know, 150,000 women's lives. And you think about how that affects their families and their kids and like the ripple effect. And like, that's just one person. And so every time in our company, we look at our, the big number, which is 100,000, you know, active members. I'm like, each of, those, each of those members is an entrepreneur who's out there changing the world and affecting 10 or 100 or 1,000 or a million people's lives. And uh, it just makes me feel like what we do actually matters. And it's really helping a lot of people. So that's my favorite part. It definitely does. And and the ripple effect's real, right? It's, uh, you know, you can inspire one person. Uh, you don't know how that could, you know, create a ripple to impact millions uh, of lives around, around the world. And 
um, everyone has the ability to inspire someone else or to leave that ripple effect. And so I think that for anyone listening in is kind of like you said, it's, it's based on, uh, you know, to, to go further faster is being able to be efficient and effective and uh, find the right mentors, find the right coaches, um, you know, and, and that can actually help you go further faster because uh, the people that are successful, just like Russell, that are willing to give you back some of the lessons that he's had. It's not because of the, the, the lessons and success. It's because of the trials and the tribulations and uh, the opportunities that he's had to learn uh, from walking through that minefield. So if you want to walk through a minefield, you better be willing to follow somebody, uh, wrestle someone to follow. I can promise you that uh, if you just take one thing away from uh, some of the insights that he has, it could be the thing that shifts your business by one degree or two degrees uh, to get you over the hump and to leave a ripple effect in the world. And I think that's the most important thing for people to hear. It's not the big things. It's the it's the accumulation of the little things that make the biggest difference, especially when it comes to having conversations and turning those conversations into profit. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. And thanks for letting me be on the, the podcast. I really appreciate it. Glad that you were publishing it finally. Excited for that. Three years. Three years. I bought a bunch of equipment three years ago and I procrastinated because, you know, because I had this fear. It's like, well, people don't want to hear from me. Oh, a bunch of people have a podcast. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it's always testing. Am I good enough to, will they, will they like it? So I appreciate you being on. Um, and hopefully we'll connect soon when all of this, uh, this stuff settles down and uh, go get your strawberry peach. It's good. <laughs> 